will deliver today's weekly horoscope, which you'll be receiving every week with this podcast. This week's horoscope is you're going to walk around your house, and then you're going to keep walking around your house, and then you're going to keep walking around your house over and over and around and around, and you might start to hear a baby. Ignore the baby. Keep walking around your house. Keep walking. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Um, we are your hosts, momentarily just two of us. Uh, my name's Stewie. My name is Stella. And, and I'm Rissa. Today we are covering PT Silent Hill. <laughs> if that was the demo clear. version. Yeah. The demo version, which is the only version. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. Which is Do so you know what depressing. PT stands for? No. Does it stand for something? Pretty thing, Silent Hill, because the baby is so pretty, and so is the woman. <laughs> so pretty. It's so pretty. Playable teaser. So this is not what the name what? of the actual Silent Hill game. Oh, oh, oh. I said this in the car on the way here with beautiful Stewie. It was going to be called Silent Hills, like the aliens Plural? to Alien. Interesting. I did not know that. So, so PT, yeah. playable teaser. Playable teaser, Silent Hill. So for those who don't know, PT Silent Hill, okay. it was a playable teaser yes. that came out in 2014 2014 and then it was actually removed in 2015 oh. its initial release date was august 12 2014 i'm doing my research right now sorry um by kojima productions on the playstation 4 it was on the fox engine which i actually haven't heard of being used very much or at least not recently i don't know if it's like super popular or whatever it may have been back in the day but it was actually under the pseudonym 7780S Studio, published by Konami. And it was directed and designed by Hideo Kojima in collaboration with Guillermo del Toro, yeah, which Rissa totally. was just telling me in the car. Yeah. Which is so crazy to me that he was like <laughs> working on this game and all these big names were working on this playable teaser. And then it just never came out. Yeah, Dang. so I have background. Background. I background. just watched a 40 minute video on this game. <laughs> So it turns out that around the time that they started developing this game, a mobile app came out under Konami's name. And it was full of microtransactions, and it made them so much money oh. that they were like, Kojima, we don't need you anymore. We're going to make mobile oh, games. What? Really? And so Kojima, who had been secretly working on the new Silent Hill game, got kicked off the board and essentially like, quiet fired for a while just ousted ousted completely they replaced him on the board with the guy who made the mobile game what? and he's just like gone and so it's like losing your baby and so he secretly got Guillermo del Toro he got Norman Reed he, somehow he got like that 3d scan of Norman Reedus that you see at the end during the actual teaser oh um, that's him Junji Ito signed on to help write the story Oh my gosh. And he secretly, like, no one else knew about it. Even the people that were developing the game thought they were working on, like, a dream sequence for Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> like, That's so crazy. He was, like, the only one who knew and, like, the person who we had put the game up onto, like, the PlayStation Store. Right, yeah. So this was a little secret. And essentially it just kind of seemed to be, like, a pitch to Konami. Yeah, like, like take me back. Yeah, like sort of thing. So many people are gonna get hyped up by this. You have to let me back to make the rest of the game. And and so many people were hyped up by it. Like everybody yeah. really, really liked the demo. There were 
um, from what I was seeing, a couple of complaints about clarity and the lack of focus, especially like later in the thing. Whereas mm -hmm. like at the first part, it sets the tone really well. It's very eerie. You're wandering around that, the house. But then by the end, it just gets like tedious and then yeah. you're doing the same thing over and over again. But like for the most part, people loved this game. Yes. Why was it never released? It, Do we know? It kind of just seemed like either Konami didn't like him going behind their backs to do it or like I don't know they make more money with a mobile game they make, yeah they make more money Dang. with Yu-Gi-Oh I guess they just never made it happen so they just yeah it got quietly canceled huh later on as I told Stewie in the car Guillermo del Toro Norman Reedus and Kojima teamed up again to make Death Stranding which came mm -hmm. out a couple years ago mm -hmm. not as scary but still very Kojima which I I don't know why, but in my head, Death Stranding, the name, and then the game with the dude with the backpack, and then the game with Mads Mikkelsen in the trailer were oh, like three game. separate games, but apparently they're, they're the same game. thing. <laughs> it's all Death Stranding. I don't know much about Death Stranding. I just remember Neither the teaser where like you go into Norman Reedus's mouth, and then you go <laughs> down his esophagus, and there's like a little baby inside. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, and I remember being, like, absolutely horrified. I guess Kojima likes baby horror. That's, that's certainly one way to do it. Thank you, Kojima. So getting into what this game actually is, who would like to explain um, for those that have not played or haven't watched it? To preface, none of us played it. It's not available anymore on any, like, site that you can buy it on. It got yeah. taken off pretty recently, right? I remember they I think made a was, big stink of it. It was, like, 2015 or 2016. It was only oh, up really? for, like, a year. Yeah. Oh. And that's, like, the main issue is, like, the only way you can play this in its original intended form is if you get a PS4 right. from 2014 that somehow hasn't oh. deleted it. Yeah. So it's, like, super rare. and Like, like Flappy Bird. The game hasn't been cracked yet. Like, we don't know all the mechanics. So any oh recreation is not going to be true to the actual game. It's not the full Because, like, there's, like, secret things that you have to do to get, like, the true ending and get the actual teaser for Silent Hills. Right. And, like, we don't really know what that is. That's <laughs> so wild. So, so we don't actually know, like, what this game was going to be about. Pretty no. much. There's like plot theory. Like I, this 40 minute video told me a lot. Yeah. yeah. But there's like no true understanding of like what this actual game was besides like, you know, Silent Hill cult. Right. Murders. Murders. I mean, that's like most of the Silent Hill series though. Yeah. Right? So it was just a continuation of that. Okay. I think this game kind of confused me because there's other Silent Hill games, right? There's yes. a lot of them. This, this was going to be, be the nine. nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But, like, again, like, going back to the, the game itself, it's a walking simulator. You are playing in a first-person setting, and you are just a dude wandering through his house. It's a circular okay. kind of hallway floor plan, and you just start at one end of a hallway, and then you walk, and then you turn, and there's, like, a door that leads to a bathroom, and then you keep walking, then you turn into another hallway, and then you go down the stairs and into a door, and that door leads you back to the first hallway. But then slowly over the course of the game, things start to change, things start to move through the hallway. At one point, the lights turn red, and then all of the paintings turn into, into moving eyes that like turn and look at you and like roll around and stuff like that. So it, it gets like really creepy. And then there's this woman 
that appears sometimes. Um, I feel like she has a name. Lisa. 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 She's kind of like a, she looks like a banshee sort of depiction. She's, like a ghost She's screaming. Lady, yeah. She's kind of like floating in the air, wearing white. Twitching. Um, Twitching a lot. Because, dude, back in like 2015, what was up with all of the ghosts and demons just twitching around and stuff? I feel like that was half of the games that were released. Just had like some dude (laughs) with a twitching head. Yeah. I mean, Um, it's easy to animate. It's spooky. It's unsettling. And it's easy. You go in Blender and you throw the head around. Yeah. (laughs) And then, like we were talking about, you hear like a baby crying and at some point you turn the corner and like the bathroom door is open and you go in there and there's like a baby in the sink a gross baby <laughs> a really a really nasty like fetus it, yeah and it's, like it's, it's real gross and then you know after a few loops it talks to you in a deep man's voice and it tells you a little bit more about the backstory and how you lost your job and you're like really frustrated and life is going bad and like Lisa gets a job. So at this point we assume that Lisa's probably your wife and yeah. which is the floating woman. And um, but then it says that she only got the job because her manager liked how short her skirts were. Ooh. And then it yeah. like kind of implies that the baby was hers and the manager's yeah and then like something might have happened your character might have snapped and killed her like there's a lot yeah going on in yeah. this very short game a lot of the videos that i saw were like under 30 minutes yeah for yeah. it but yeah that's like basically the entire game i'm kind of yeah. curious how did you guys consume it i watched a 30 minute Mark- markiplier playthrough play we watched markiplier i watched okay. the last half of the markiplier <laughs> video yeah. okay. and then i watched a no commentary 30 minute playthrough. Mm. Yes. Um, just because I was like, maybe this will be a bit more scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it? Were you correct? No. Okay. It's I, not, I, but I got more from it because, like, that yeah. guy actually beat the game and Markiplier kind of gave <laughs> Markiplier up. Markiplier didn't. Yeah. He just kind of, he just kind of got most of the way through and was like, I'm frustrated. And then he turned it off. <laughs> it's definitely a weird game. It's not yes. like a lot of others, which can probably be due to the fact that it was a demo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also it's just, like, Kojima pacing. Yeah. It's just very, like... And that might have, like, Guillermo del Toro. A lot of his films have very unconventional pacing and, like, weird storytelling and stuff like that in there. So maybe it's that interaction that made that happen. But maybe. I don't know. Um, the Markiplier video was hilarious, though. Yeah. Looking back on 2014 Markiplier. Like, so one of the things we want to do on the show, right, is try to, like, measure how how scary something is and talk about it's like it's like horror methods i guess and how it tries Mm -hmm. to scare you but the problem is i think your set and setting has a lot to do with that and so Mm -hmm. i just watched it in the wulog lobby full bright lights you know i'm listening to markiplier scream so it's not the (laughs) scariest way to consume it and so i think you're right for trying to consume it with like no commentary or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had done it like alone in a dark room with no commentary, I probably would have been a lot more scared of what was going on. Yeah. Um. Rotating it in my head, I can definitely picture myself because you can't see very far ahead of you. And there's a bunch of corners we have to like peek yeah. around because there might be a guy. Yeah. There. yeah. This Game. element of the unknown, you and like yes. the only way you can go is forward. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like I can definitely picture myself being like scared to press forward on the controller. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And and like one thing that they played with in the setting, which you're right, was like very limited. It's mm-hmm. um just a hallway. But they have like open doors that lead to dark rooms and you don't know what's in the room until mm-hmm. you go in. Or 
um, at some point you can kind of see something in the very corner of your vision up at the ceiling and then you walk in and in the foyer there's a fridge hanging from the <laughs> ceiling that's just dripping, dripping blood. blood and you don't want to walk in because you're like is it going to fall on me or you don't know what's going on so it definitely does play with like yeah. the fear of the unknown even though it's in such close quarters yeah and i do think that makes it more effective than like jump scare fodder like there is like mm. one jump scare in this game there's the one where she, she runs charges at you. at you but most of this is atmospheric horror yeah it's more so just like putting you in this space yeah. and making you sit in it and think about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, they like they like kind of give you things to try to like slowly feed you it, but not in the way that a normal game would, where like you you don't really get any exposition. There's no explanation. They don't. I don't think they explain the controls really. I don't think they explain anything. Any, I so think at like, the beginning like, of the yeah. game they give you like one message and then like send you on your merry way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, there's not many game mechanics. You're just pretty much just walking. Yeah. Um, and like maybe interacting with objects as you go. But a lot of the horror, it, it, actually all of it's in your outside surroundings. It's like mm-hmm. you're 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 perceiving things wrong. At a certain point, it starts to like glitch out. At a certain point, like, certain yeah. points, it'll get like silent and and then not. Something that I really mm-hmm. liked is that before the jump scares, it, there'd be like a period of, of silence, like as it scared you before the screaming started. Yeah, yeah. I really no, that was that. really cool. Was yeah. like the sudden drop and then like the the waiting for the jump scare. Um, that's something that I feel like a lot of jump scares don't do very well yeah. is they yeah. just kind of hit you in the face and there's no build up to it. Yeah. Like Five Nights at Freddy's, so close to my heart. <laughs> there is no lead up to any of the jump scares ever no, because yeah. they're just a gif that pops up on your screen. Yeah. But this one, you're so right. It goes dead silent and then all of a sudden the scare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like actually scared me even, though, even if I was watching a, a playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there were t- a couple times that I jumped when we were watching yeah. it earlier. <laughs> One thing that I think is also like really cool about this Silent Hill game specifically is that all of the others are in third person, right? Yeah. But this one puts you in the eyes of the protagonist or, you know, the character, Mm -hmm. um, whoever you're playing as. There's no safety in the -the over-the-shoulder position. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of games, like the Resident Evil series, the Silent Hill series, a lot of games, you could kind of feel safe because you were in you were looking at a capable person yeah. that yeah. had weapons and was like usually a really strong buff guy and yeah. <laughs> running around this unfamiliar place. It's scary and the, the things look scary and everything's terrifying, but you're also scary. Yeah. But the thing with this game specifically is that you have no safety. There's nothing between you and the monster. There's no buff no. guy. There's no weapons. It's just you wandering around and that's it. Yeah, and you're not even really meant to fight it or do it. You can't do anything. It's, no. It's like pretty much a, a solely a horror. It's just, you just do it to be scared. Yeah. And yeah. And, and wonder why this guy piss, pissed his wife off so much. <laughs> yeah, like to the point where she's haunting him after she's like, death. Ah. Question mark. She's mad. She is Girl mad. Girl is angry. And her little baby's in the, uh, uh, it's freaky. It's freaky, freaky, freaky. Cause like, really okay, gross. at the beginning they do play that radio clip where it's like, a husband killed his entire family with a shotgun, you know? Yeah. And then later they play that again and then they have the radio repeating like these numbers. Oh. Uh, like 602408 or something like that. The one that the ones that Mark the ones that Markiplier kept saying the entire video. <laughs> I did see a theory that that was like a sleeper agent code, um, which I Hello? thought was kind of goofy. Uh, yeah, I don't is, see that. There is like this implication that they're being encouraged to do these murders. At least, like you hear, um, like something takes over him or something. Either that, or like I know that 
the part where like you're seeing red and you're running really fast yeah. through the hallway. Yeah. You can pause at a moment and you hear like I guess a radio announcer talking about like take back your life and like this is what they took. Kind of he's like a Tucker oh. Carlson esque yeah. Alex Jones type like. Yeah. Raise up oh arms against the society who like put you in your position. Interesting. And I do okay. think that could have had something to do with it. I did see like in the video mm-hmm. I watched, she implied that that was like a spokesman for the Silent Hill cult, encouraging this oh. violence, and that's how it was gonna like loop into the game. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. So this was would be like a side story. That, that or like an intro, the yeah. Series? Okay, that's really interesting. Again, I'm coming into this with very little knowledge yeah. about Me the Silent too. Hill series. <laughs> I don't know which is anything about anything. There's a there's a lot of pyramid head cosplayers in in maid costumes, and I think they're really funny. <laughs> and that's my that's the extent of my Silent Hill knowledge. But that's really interesting. So the, there's a lot of cult stuff in Silent Hill, and yeah. this is like pointing to that. The main bad guys in the games are like cultists. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that at all. So I guess the implication is that he, uh, the character you play is also a cultist. Yeah, that or he got swayed by them. So uh, what aspects did you find guys find personally the, the scariest? I'm trying to remember of like the first time I ever consumed anything PT. Because that's like, I was like, yeah. I remember being horrified like the first time I saw gameplay. Definitely the baby. Was, yeah, like the bath, yeah. opening that bathroom door and looking in and seeing like a gross little baby. There was there was a lot of like grime horror. Yeah. And that it was like a filthy place. Yes. Maybe the the baby and the woman had been left to rot for a while. So and there was all those God, roaches the everywhere. The roaches, oh my God. roaches everywhere. Uh, yeah, uh, they're just crawling all over the place. The bathroom is nasty. God, like it's like so gross. It's, it's so, gross. so gross. So the entire time you're like looking around this house and you're like something terrible happened here. And it's just from the staging alone. And like mm. it's a perfectly normal house. It's just freaking gross. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, you're so right about that. that is... At least for me, like that kind of grodiness really, really freaks me out. Especially mm-hmm. like like the hordes of, of bugs that would like go across uh. the wall, and also just like the the way they made like the hallways look, and they made the walls look dirty. Yeah. And everything looks grimy, and the sink the baby's in looks really freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. yeah. No. Like even before the baby's in there, like you can tell it's gross. It's nasty. The it's, uh, the texturing was really well done for a horror game, but I don't like to look at it. But I just, I can't deal with baby cries. We were talking about this, but like, there's just something about uh, like horror to kids that just yeah, gets yeah. me real bad. Yeah. And especially hearing a baby crying or like a baby in distress just gets my anxiety so high. And so that's something that I remember scaring me way back when PT came out. And something that like scared me again when the new new Resident Newer, Evil came out, one. Um, which was amazing. I love that game. Big gross baby. Yeah. It's giant gross baby that eats you. Uh, <laughs> uh-uh. Uh uh. Which honestly, looking back, probably took inspiration from PT. Yeah, I probably that. Surprised. Maybe a bit of a racer head. Lots of good baby yeah. horror out there. <laughs> Lots you know, of great baby it's horror. It's just interesting that like the, the game is meant to, to scare you and the, the player is supposed to be the one who's freaked out, but the player is the one who did everything. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's like the husband that like probably killed the baby and the mother and let the house get so gross and decapitated and then it's like you're put in his position and you're like, Wow, this is horrible and disgusting. Uh, but it's all his fault. Like what is there to be scared of except for yourself? Right. Which from like a psychological perspective, it could be 
indicating like a really interesting look into the main character's like psyche yeah and like I mean, yeah. what's wrong with it <laughs> like the way that you're walking you're going right and then you're mm-hmm. going downstairs and then you're going right you're going in a downward spiral the whole oh. game like literally oh that's a cool you're like going crazy yeah. as you i guess realize what you've done yeah or yeah. i had not even considered that but I you're know, so right the only stairs are down yeah <laughs> new look at very old game <laughs> yeah i i definitely think this game is very metaphorical i don't think yeah. it should be taken literally um no and we never got any like clarification to the contrary because the game never came out yeah so in my mind, it's just like a look at a protagonist's declining psyche, mm-hmm. um, which is really sad. It is really sad. I wonder, like, where do you guys think the plot would have gone had they made a full game? Like, wh- what do you think that would have happened if, if you were to c- continue the story? See, the only way, like, in my mind, I'd like to imagine that there are, like, continuous vignettes of, like, different situations like this as, like, Norman, Ooh. I guess. Norman's, like, the guy who's going to be the main character. Yeah. He, like, walks through and, like, tries to stop it. Yeah. But I really, like, so can't like, imagine. So that's kind of, like, his internal battle, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that the only way that this would have fit into the PT universe, or into the Silent Hills universe, <laughs> into the playable teaser universe, um, into the Silent Hills universe was if it was a vignette like if it was a look into like a meet the cult members situation yeah i wonder yeah if if, if the rest of the game would have been structured in a way where it's like a different scenario but someone else in the cult yeah and what they had done right yeah like explaining kind of where they came from and and all that kind of stuff yeah um so yeah the vignettes idea would be really cool realistically i think they would have just made a completely different game and then just kind of use this as a demo for it and then yeah. made something based off of like whatever teaser they had at the end mm-hmm. which what what is the teaser it's just a guy walking and oh. then they they pan up and they turn ar- it turns around and it's norman reedus death stranding yeah it's the death stranding <laughs> yeah. guy and he's looking at the camera he's oh. like walking in a city he's got his little backpack and then on. it goes yeah. like silent hills whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> which can i say i do love that trend and just adding an s to the end it's so funny um like i do i heard ab- at some point that when he was pitching aliens james cameron was in the room he had alien written up there and then he pulled <laughs> down a piece of paper with an s <laughs> and there was like thunderous applause Wait, everybody is, that a, is clapped. that a trend in the video game community well that's a movie but they do that oh. like you know alien aliens there's a um, there's more I Silent Hills, Silent Hills. Uh, they, I mean, it, there's more of them. Mm. There's more. There's. I don't know which ones right now, but there's definitely more. Okay, but why did they take that direction on the ninth one? I I wonder. Like, I guess this was a rebrand for him because he was pitching it as, I guess, a new direction. This maybe? is the new one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Naming conventions for stuff in general is just really strange. Usually, I'm a staunch believer in numbering because mm. otherwise things get a bit messy. Things get like confusing. if you go like Thor one, Thor two. Thor Ragnarok? Mm. Well, Thor 2 was the Dark World. See, Thor 2, the Dark World, but it did have a 2 in it. Did it? Yes. Thor Ragnarok okay. did not have a 3. Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok did not have a 3. Yeah, like, what adventures are we on right now? Five? I don't even want to know. Six? <laughs> I don't even... I don't want to think about Marvel ever. I mean, even... <laughs> to be completely honest. Even Five Nights at Freddy's, like, they went up to 4, and then they and dropped then the And then Sister Location, and then FNAF World... And then who knows where we are now. We're on like 10 or 11, maybe. Something. We're up there. No. But, 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 I will raise to you that all of the ones that were numbers were pretty much the same game. This is true. Or a continuation of the same game. I watched playthroughs of all of them. 
Whereas, like, Sister Location was a different place and entirely Ooh. different characters. And then, like, well, te- FNAF te- World te- was just, like, a goofy little game. Technically, the main character of Sister Location is still Michael Afton. Oh, so, like technically, the Michael <laughs> Afton cinematic universe within FNAF runs up through Ultimate Custom Nights. We'll, we'll spend plenty of time talking about that on Halloween. <laughs> okay, listen. I, you can't you can't make me wait. I I got to get it out oh, somehow, sometime. Well, a, a little bit of um uh, shameless self-plug is that we will be doing a very very long set on Halloween day. <laughs> we will be deep diving into FNAF lore, um talking about probably most of the games, every playing single some game of the music. individually, playing playing some of the music. <laughs> yeah. We're going to play all of the Living Tombs discography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go crazy with it, so tune in then and tune if in you next want. week. Every, if you want. If, if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you want. If you, if you really, really want, you should tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. for The Witching Hour. The Witching Hour. And of course, Where, yeah. 9 is The Witching Hour because it's divisible by 3. Of course. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so, this is the normal people witching hour. Yeah, yeah. This like is no one's going to get up at 3 a.m. This is no. The Witching Hour for people over 25. Yeah. <laughs> to all of our our over 25s listeners we love you how's we're the gray hair this for you <laughs> we're doing how this is, for how you. is adulting going <laughs> <laughs> sounds scary how are your taxes uh anyway video game so immediate thoughts like first after watching it what were you thinking i was thinking how it was really interesting how they a lot of the horror was like reality horror like perception what are you perceiving what are you not perceiving it's almost like you have like paralysis in your own body you're just going forward and forward and just kind of experiencing it without even really being fully present so it's just really interesting especially when it starts to like glitch near the end of the game and things start to change even more drastically mm-hmm. uh, and you start to get worse at a more progressive pace right. so just kind of the structure of the horror a lot stuck out to me and like the nature of it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a very different game than we're used to with yeah. a lot of like horror media. Yeah. A lot of horror media lets you fight back in mm-hmm. some type of way. Right. But in this one, you're just kind of subjected and like yeah. it really puts the player in like the driving seat where it's like if you want to experience this, you have to look up at the fridge. You have to move your little viewfinder up yeah you know you, you have to put yourself through the scares right. yeah um, instead of like i guess watching a movie it's, and like just like sitting there and letting it happen or like yeah where you're still just kind of like yeah as, you're in one place yeah yeah as compared to like for example markiplier compared this video game a lot to slenderman the slenderman games yeah um whereas oh. that's where you're trying to avoid something but you can avoid it because you're in like you're in right. a pretty a much larger area Mm-hmm. Um, and you can hide and you can do all these actions to prevent yourself from getting caught by the Slenderman. And that you have a goal and it's to not get caught. Right. Because then you die or something. Right. Um, <laughs> but with this, there's, there's just nothing. Which that also, the, the element of mystery, I think, adds a lot to it and makes it, makes people perceive it as better. I definitely agree. Um, I, I think that a lot of the horror is definitely from the lack of agency. And I think that's something really cool that like movies and like books I don't think can tell a story in the same way because games just put the player in the shoes Mm -hmm. of the character yeah and it it makes you like it forces you to be a part of the story and a part of the game um in a way that nothing else can really replicate and so there's such a like especially with horror media that's why horror games are so popular because this is the best way to consume it with like horror movies with the exception of things like 
more art house films like Skin mm-hmm. Ink or something like that, you're not in the eyes of the character. No. This isn't you mm-hmm. doing these things. It's someone else. You're watching something else happen. And it's scary, but it's not personal. Games, yeah. Yeah. it's personal. You know what kind of sticks out to me about what you just said, too, is that, like, yeah, you, you are in his shoes. And, and because you're in his shoes, I mean, you're kind of automatically an innocent bystander, but you're also the person who committed the crimes. And I think that kind of reflects how this guy probably feels about himself. No, definitely. Because he, he is in shock, presumably, and just kind of experiencing what he's done for the first time. And so he, it's almost like an innocent bystander experiencing it. And then slowly, as you start to realize what's happened, he I goes guess, crazier and crazier. He goes crazier and crazier. And it gets right. scarier and scarier because but, it's like, oh, I have to deal with this. Right. And, and it's really neat. Like, as you start realizing and as stuff is revealed to you, like, yes, he goes crazier and crazier. The, the, the walls turn red. The lights turn red. Um, all of the paintings are eyes and they're all looking at you because suddenly you're perceiving exactly what you've done. Yeah. And it's so cool. It's a really it neat way to do it. And, like, you know, you could say, like, oh, it's uh, it's amnesia or he doesn't remember what he did and you're just discovering it at the same time as him but at the end of the day it doesn't matter the story still works no matter what the purpose is it's it's just a really cool mechanic to like have the character remembering things or realizing things at the same pace as the player it's so cool it's so cool and i also like that they're not like spoon feeding you that information either right you have to go find it um, you, you have to want to discover it, which I feel like somebody in that situation would. Like, if it were the amnesia theory, like, if he forgot about murdering his wife or whatever. Whoopsie. Uh, oopsie daisy, where's my wife? Um, <laughs> he wants to discover what happened. He mm-hmm. wants to keep continuing through this house. Or you could say, like, the lack of agency, he's being forced to discover what's yeah. happening. Yeah, and you mentioned before that, before we came here, Sorry, Stella, you're not included. Sorry, Stella. Um, you can but, ride with us. Um, but as you mentioned earlier, yes. Lisa is like following you the whole game, right behind you. Yes. Which could be an implication that you're being forced to, because like she yeah. right there. It's like a puppet master theory. Yeah. You know, like we're the puppet masters watching on this guy's like torment. Mm-hmm. He's just being dragged down into the depths of his terrible mental health, apparently. Yeah. But no, like that's uh, clarification on that. Um, someone was like digging around in the game files back way back when and found that after you pick up the flashlight, um, I think it was after she jump scares you and then you like find a flashlight like on the ground or something and then you can pick it up and then all of you know, you have a flashlight for yeah. the rest of the game. Um, apparently she attaches her, herself to you like a backpack and just mm-hmm. rides you for the rest of the <laughs> game um, until she like jumps in front of you at some point yeah. and like scares you. But knowing that the thing you're afraid of is attached to you from that point on makes the game so much scarier <laughs> because it's, yeah. you can't get away from it. It's the inevitability of it all, which is like some mm. of my favorite horrors. Just like, oh, I can't do anything. It's over. It's yeah. Jover. It's Jover. Yeah. Um, like, which, I mean, going back to the Slenderman game, like, you know that he's always walking towards you, like his model or whatever. Like, right. You but there's ha- things that you can do to win. Yeah. There's, like, unlike this, you can't outpace her. She's attached to you. Mm-hmm. And I think one really cool thing about this being a demo that maybe the full game wouldn't have reflected quite as much is that there is no win. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason for someone to win other than to get the trailer. But, like, 
losing is a part of the experience yeah. and it's probably the correct part of the experience <laughs> yeah or like, like the more story accurate part it does kind of seem like the game just ends like there is like the yeah. baby has a line or whatever he says like oh, i'm coming back right um, but regardless the game like you're walking down the hallway and then you're not walking down the hallway mm -hmm. you're watching norman Reedus walk through the city yeah it's just over that's it yeah, there's no winning. There's no good ending for this guy. There's no redemption. But for he this did a terrible thing. So that's a good thing that he doesn't get yeah. a good ending. Um, but it's so interesting to like leave us off on a question, which it, like yeah, it's an unfinished game. But I I, I don't know. I think it could e exist as a standalone thing. That's the brilliance of it. I think is that the way that Kojima and I guess Del Toro like worked it out was that. It would stand alone as its own thing and only operate as a teaser. Right. Like, it's not just going like, check out chapter two. It's like its own right, story yeah. that's yeah. somehow connecting to it. But it's its own condensed thing. Which is so cool because so many demos nowadays are literally just like the first half of a chapter of the thing. Mm -hmm. And then you get no satisfaction. And also you don't want to play the full game because yeah. it's like, well, I don't know what's happening and I don't really care about it. So let's move on with our lives. Whereas this one, it was an entirely standalone thing that showed how the game was going to operate without mm. showing the game itself, which is so cool. And then they never made the game. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they had made the full game, how the demo would have fit in. Although I'm really glad that it's, it works as something that's able to stand alone, but I just wonder like if it would have added lore or context or, or whatever to the full game. You guys can't really answer that, but it's just right, something yeah. I well, and wonder. Going back to what we were saying earlier, like it, the way that they kind of had it, makes me think that it's probably was just going to be like this is one of the people that are involved in the yeah. full game you maybe would see the radio guy this tucker carlson-esque character right. whoever's telling you to free yourself or whatever yeah but i do think that this is condensed for a reason it's like a, a yeah. prologue essentially yeah yeah and and it would be really cool if you like had to play this for context in order to like figure out what the rest of the game would be but I don't know. We, and we never will know. And we never mm -hmm. will. Which is so upsetting. We've been talking for 42 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you, wanna, you guys want to bring up that you noticed? Watching Markiplier was weird. Like, he yelled a lot. He, yeah, he that was one thing that I noticed about old Markiplier as opposed to more recent Markiplier is that he was very loud the entire time. Whereas in, the, in these new ones that are coming out like he's definitely mellowed out a lot yeah, yeah. he's a little bit more watchable nowadays you see um, that with a lot of old youtubers i think a lot of people yes. just yell to get your attention yeah. like i think which is fun yeah but you were saying earlier i think um that like a lot of the youtubers from way back when matured with their audience yeah like jacksepticeye you can kind of tell that he grew up with yeah. his watchers and he kind of mellowed out and he, you know, started a company and all that kind of stuff. And it was really cool to see how he grew and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but just like going back and watching a YouTuber from 2014 mm -hmm. was just crazy. Also, he mentioned that it was uh, that PT was contending with FNAF. So like FNAF yeah. had just come out at that point. And this video was posted nine years ago. So it's almost been 10 years since FNAF came out, which is bizarre to me. I don't believe it. Well, I'm glad we can celebrate the ninth year. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good way to end out these like this first decade of FNAF is with a movie. I it's think that's so wonderful. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's so good. 
It's so good. I, I'm very excited for the movie. We're not going to keep talking about FNAF. We're talking about PT. But yeah, so do we have any any final thoughts, any closing opinions mm-hmm. on uh, PT or Silent Hills um, in general? I have little to no experience with horror games besides the rare uh, playthrough because mm. I, I actually didn't have a gaming console until uh, this year. Really? Yeah. What my, do you have? Uh, my partner got me a Switch for Christmas for my birthday. Last oh, Christmas, they were kind I of love the same. Because I've been wanting one for like years, and he finally decided to splurge on it, I guess. But um, <laughs> love that. So now I can finally play Fnaf Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, oh, yes, which I've never That's played so before. Crazy. But I'm I've never been much of one for video games before this. I had really mm-hmm. only ever played Undertale. <laughs> yeah, which, which I think counts as a horror game personally. If you take certain routes. It's got some elements. Arguably. Yeah. yeah. Arguably. No, just I can, jump scares. I can see that. But uh, I really, really, really like this because I, I'm really a sucker for a story that you have to search for. And yes. I, I could just I could tell that this was well done even with minimal knowledge of, of video games and horror game mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's what I'd like to go go away with. Yeah. I love that. And I, I love the perspective of someone who doesn't know video games very yeah. well because yeah. I've been like thoroughly immersed in horror video game content yeah. since um since slender man came out basically <laughs> that was I like my first foray it was really big to play like the rip-off slender man flash games in oh my, my elementary gosh, school yes. we'd go to our little computer lab and we'd play like yeah. christmas slender man because <laughs> those and, were the only ones that we were allowed on yeah. school wi-fi <laughs> and those like like as much as i love horror like horror video games are just a bit too real to me and I do get, I'm like a little baby and I get scared. Valid. Um, I remember like I would sit on like my gym floor yeah. in elementary school and I'd play like FNAF 2 on my phone and I'd have yes. to go, I'd have to turn it off after night two because I'd get it's so too scared. Scary. Yeah, no, um, it, it, I had a Tiger flash drive and now the face got ripped off at some point and like a bunch of the other <laughs> details on it got like really messed up so it's not recognizable and i also don't know where it is which is really tragic Aww. because it had like 30 games on there <laughs> that someone no not someone i'm calling him out kenneth jean ripped <laughs> from the internet somewhere and mm-hmm. it has all of the fnaf games up to four i think that was the one that the last one that was out by that point mm-hmm. um and then like all the uh, the, the mainline Slenderman game and then like a bunch of other stuff. It was a lot of games. Yeah. And he just like gave them to me on a flash mm-hmm. drive. And so that was my, that was my gateway drug into the, into the horror games community. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like horror games as like a genre, like you get like, you know, Garden of Ban Ban 4 oh my gosh. and you get like the new yeah. FNAF game, but indie horror is like so big and beautiful. And like, that's where it's things so are growing. Like, I'm a bit sick of mascot horror, I'll admit. Yeah. But, like, that spawned, like, this whole wave of stuff that we're still seeing ripples of, like, in the community. Oh, almost 10 years later. Yeah. It's crazy. No, like, the the, the amount of creativity in horror video games and horror media in general, um, I think is just incredible. Like, you can um, say, say what you want about horror media, but, like, rom-coms and stuff like that, they are all pretty formulaic. Ooh. Okay. We have a phone call. <gasps> um, but like horror media, it's all crazy and different. And like there can be trends like the mascot media. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like they're very creative. Like Garden of Van Van kind of kind of makes me like a little eh, whatever. But it's fun. Like the characters are cute. It was our 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 lovely programming director playing um 
Uh, oh my gosh, what we were just uh, Undertale sounds. <laughs> thank ear. you. That's beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Will Resch. Thank you for thank listening you, in. Thank you, Will Resch, for Thanks, listening DJ in. Squirm. Um, okay, we have about 12 minutes left. In our mm-hmm. last 12 minutes, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 10? Do we think a 10 scale? Ten sure, sure. Okay, yeah. on a scale of 1 to 10, um, how scary was it? And how much did you enjoy it personally? For how scary it is, if I had been a pl- like actually playing it in a dark room by myself, I would have been pretty scared. So I'm going to say like 6.57. Okay. Um, personal enjoyment, I really, really enjoyed it. Like a, a nine, I think. Okay. I, I really, really liked it. That is high marks. I, I thought it was like beautifully done. I thought a lot of the animation was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially for its time. I know. It I really liked incredible. the visuals. I liked the audio that was going on, even with Markiplier's yelling. I could still get a lot of the artistry <laughs> coming through, and I think that says a lot. Yeah. He also turned the game way down. Like, it was super it's quiet true. compared to his voice, yeah. which yeah. is hilarious. But anyway. Okay. I'll give it... Knowing that I'm a baby about horror and remembering... Okay. okay. I do remember who I originally watched this from. I watched Dan and Phil Games. Oh, my gosh. Oh my yeah. Play this back in the day. And I remember I was, like, quaking in my, like, you know, seventh grader boots or whatever, watching... <laughs> yeah. So, I think scary, I'd probably say like a nine. Like, I would have been terrified. I'd be pooping oh my myself gosh. playing this game. Now, is this, is this a nine for seventh grade you, or is this a nine for Even now, now I think I'd be a little baby playing it. Fair enough. Okay. I recognize that I'm little baby. But enjoyment, like, of, like, the story and everything, I'd say like oh, a yeah. seven, because mm-hmm. it's a bit too non-linear. Like, I'm, I love Kojima, but I do, like, agree with a lot of his critiques where it's like, Give us a bit more, maybe. Yeah, I agree with you there, but I think that also a lot of the criticisms could be resolved if he had made a full game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if we're looking at this as just a standalone game to be judged on its own, I think I'm kind of in the... Like, personally, I'm, I'm a little baby as well, playing <laughs> games myself. I, I've, like, just watched people play games for pretty much my entire life. And so, like, when I do play horror games alone, and if I did it in the right setting, like, in the dark, lights off, mm-hmm. um, I would definitely be quaking in my boots. So I think, like, an eight and a half, probably. Mm-hmm. It's a scary game. All of the sound design is incredible. Um, and then, like, personal enjoyment, I think I would go for an eight as well. Um, maybe not quite as high as Stellarated it, but it was still really, really, really good, yeah. I think. I, I think that metric that we're, we're kind of going with for how scary it is is, like, how scared would I be if I consumed this in a dark room alone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I if I did it correctly. Yeah, in yeah. the prime state for viewing, yeah. it would be very scary. It would be very <laughs> scary, which maybe we should take that as a criticism and do it like that next time <laughs> so that we can find out if we would actually do to in our pants. I can't, yeah. I can't, sometimes I get too scared, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then you um, would rate it a 15, and then we would yeah. move on. <laughs> something I want to talk about with about for our, our viewers, if we end up having any um, consistent listeners, is kind of um, the structure of the show, what what our kind of three main areas of horror we're pulling from are, and like mm-hmm. how each one is kind of one of our expertises one might say right so like you know a lot about horror games i um, love me a good horror game and i think yes. you might have mentioned analog yes um, yeah Russ is our movie person which you can talk Whoa. about more in a second and yes. then i'm our horror podcast person which is a little bit more niche but there's also there's a lot of horror there's, there's a lot there's a of lot them. most not most but like honestly probably like 70 percent of the fiction uh, podcast is horror of yes. some kind yeah um because it's a really for good sure. media for it or at the very really least unsettling yes, 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 yes because it's it's the limited 
like way you can take it in. There's mm-hmm. no visual. There's no anything. So you're given a very limited amount of information, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Do we want to debate what our next week topic will be? <gasps> Ooh. Sure. <laughs> okay. Let's do this live. I on do also want to say because you brought up horror podcasts yeah. and it like sleeper agent activated a memory in me i don't know if you saw this but magnus archives 2 got announced oh my god yes i did i'm um, really excited wait what? we're doing a magnus archives i saw the card game but i did yeah. we there's a there's two? like there was like an audio yeah. teaser for i think it's like a whole different like they, plot they, they but do have a spin-off podcast that I actually yeah to, but um, which one i don't know what it's called but magnus oh. archives has a spin-off podcast that's somewhere. really cool rusty quill is just a great group of people they just mm-hmm. make such cool content maybe next week we do that i, I was just gonna pick out a few key episodes mm-hmm. um but so whose pick uh, was it this week technically or was it yours i did not suggest pp Silent Hill. did he uh, i Rissa. didn't i did not su- wait did i yeah oh i forgot i put that on there. <laughs> okay well okay. then someone else can pick um, 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 um. Stewie, fight to the death. What, 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 what would you pick me for next week mine would be the magnus archives I still think we should do. I love the Magnus Archives. We may need a little build up to that. Okay. I do okay. want time okay. to listen to more episodes than yeah. we would in a week. Okay. Like not the whole thing, obviously, but like I, I'd like time to go through all the really my, good ones. My thought with podcasts and our strategy for listening to that was just going to be if, if I'm the one picking it, I would like go through and find a few key episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That you could listen to a by themselves, and that mm-hmm. would be scary yeah right um because not every episode is, is they're not they're not built the same no um, i do think as it gets more narrative driven we'll talk about this later yeah. in magnus but, archives but, but it gets a little less scary another thought yeah. i have for next week is our we have a, a a secret special um demo episode where we talk about night vale for 22 minutes true 22 I, minute episode 22 minute episode and then we can just like yeah play you funky music and talk about <laughs> other things for the other yeah. hour if you guys wanted to do the the live nightville episode we could do that that's a pretty classic thing that's true but yeah what, what, what would your pick be for next week if you were doing something else <laughs> i love the magnus archives but i think rissa how blind are you coming into that into magnus archives yeah i listened to season one okay and then half of season two Okay. And then as like the so, narrative so not. No, as yeah. the narrative picked up, I think I just kind of dropped it cuz I wasn't into it for like the Twilight Zone vibes. I love oh, um we can watch the and like as it Oh my god, we should. You know what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Twilight Zone episode? Twilight Zone episode? I would be very down. Okay. I would be down. If you have any opinions, please call in. We are at if you want. 706 Five four two four five six seven. Correct. Yes. Correct. Look at that. That's I memorized our phone and number. We will have an Instagram up and running in the next week. Yes. It will likely be at the Witching Hour if that's not taken, but it or at the on. Witching Hour ninety point five. We'll determine. Wait, do we already have one? We do have one. <gasps> oh, I didn't realize you made this the big news. I did. Give me a second. Okay. It is not on my iPad. <laughs> it's on my phone. Guys, let's uh, stall. Quick. Stall the audience. Uh, if uh, you were a if you were a Five Nights at Freddy character. I would be Freddie Patbear. It, it is at the Witching Hour cast. Oh, beautiful! The and Witching Hour cast on Instagram. Uh, we also have a, have a Facebook. Oh. <laughs> if you use Facebook, it's literally <laughs> just so I could get the like linking them together yeah. and more post visibility. We will be. Um especially if demand picks up we will, we will be posting our episodes online like a podcast like a podcast because it oh is a gosh. podcast we're and a podcast a for real yeah we're podcasts for real and we'll be mm-hmm. reviewing podcasts too it's very meta so meta um, a podcast about podcasts. so eventually we will have some episodes up for streaming for if you ever want to go back and re-listen to your favorite episodes listen to us talk about 
the 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 spiraling journey of the man in in, in Silent Hill. Um, <laughs> and the baby. And the baby. And the baby. I feel like we didn't talk enough about the baby. <laughs> it was really, really gross. It's so head, bad. He has no eyeballs. No eyeballs. Well, because it's a fetus. Yeah. yeah. And they hadn't know. developed it's, yet. I don't like how it's like alive. And it shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't Sorry, like how it's really. That sounds mean. <laughs> it has like man <laughs> voice, which I find frightening. It does. Yeah. No baby should have man voice. Is that Norman Reedus's voice? I don't know. I don't know maybe. Huh interesting this is the b-roll um we probably ended the podcast a little while ago but you guys you guys are still here whoever's still here uh get uh, pog in the chat um (laughs) everybody start sounding off if you want to we're on public radio if you want to um you can also listen to us if you want to at uh, radio.garden just search w-u-o-g um we are also available at 90.5 on fm radio like right now yeah like right, like right now so you're probably <laughs> listening to us on one of those but i just wanted to tell you about all of those just in case extra um, options yeah but with that uh my name is stewie my name is stella and i'm rissa and we have been the witching hour your friendly horoscope podcast uh telling you the latest and greatest in horror media thank you so much for listening Bye. Bye.